When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for amazing Oz boosts every single day. Rudo, Jesse, AJ coming at you on a Thursday as the Avs off for the day. They will be playing again tomorrow, but for today they have one day off. So we Did you even say what they did last night was playing? Aha. That was a weirdly robotic laugh. <laughs> AJ is actually Calculated. recording confirmed. Yeah. Uh, we figured it'd be a good time. We're getting down the stretch run of the regular season here to take a little bit of a look at specifically the Western Conference wild card because barring actual catastrophe, the Avs should win the West and certainly are going to win the Central Division. So... Yo, I just because of what AJ was talking about right before we started, I ended up on Dmitry Filipovich's Twitter, and he's mm-hmm. got this Devon Taves compilation. The uh, whole pinned. piece that he wrote on Elite Prospects. Yeah, and he's got well, he's got it pinned the on one his where page. He's just knocking pucks out of midair, dude. Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten about this package, and it's just so fun to watch. Like, yeah. <laughs> He makes the so whole, many amazing plays in this video. The the whole piece is excellent. Uh, and if you're not familiar with uh, Dimitri's work, then you should definitely change that. Be, uh, yeah. For my money, he's one of my favorite writers in the entire business uh, because he celebrates great hockey. And I think that's yeah. something – I think that's something that – all of sports do poorly these days. Uh, I think we we focus too much on tearing things down into little pieces instead of celebrating accomplishments. And I yeah, think one... most of his work is about, look at this really dope guy doing a bunch of really dope things you may not have noticed. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's like almost educational because you just it's one of those things where, I mean, how many times have we talked about it where it's like, Oh, if you're, if you're a real like diehard hockey person, you really like that, or you're really going to like this player. And, and he just does a good job of like highlighting all that stuff where Mm -hmm. I think there's only like two clips in this that lead directly to goals in this Taves clip. But like, it's literally just three minutes of just defensive clinic. Like you could show that to kids, growing up playing hockey and like do all of these things. It's just, it's textbook. I'm sorry. Already took things way off the rails. I just, I was, I was reminded of that when I went to his page. I'm always, I'm always here for pro Filipovich. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, when we're looking at the Western conference, a decent portion of it is already decided. We already mentioned the abs. Calgary is certainly a lock to make the playoffs out of the Pacific. Mm Mm-hmm. You have a hard time seeing anyone catching probably L.A., probably St. Louis. Well, St. Louis, no. Just because St. Louis, Minnesota, and Nashville are all within a point of each other. So the 2-3 matchup and that wild card spot. I, I, and I'm, I'm excited to get into this conversation with you guys because I'm like, strategically, would you rather – finish in the first wild card spot and have a tough first round matchup against Calgary, but then play the two, three in the second round. If you get through the flames versus going into the two, three in the central and then getting Colorado in the second round. Yeah. I I think if you're St. Louis, that's the route you'd rather go. Honestly. I mean, which, which team prefers Colorado in round two? I don't know that anybody does, but well, no, that no, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, if you if you're St. Louis, 
I honestly don't know. I don't think Nashville can beat Calgary. Um, Minnesota, and I guess we can get into, we will get into this. We can't get into this. Like the Minnesota one is just still so, I, I just don't know. We've seen teams bring in goalies in the past at the deadline, and it never really works out the way that you think it will. Flurry really hasn't been good this year. Um, since that first run to the cup finals with Vegas, like honestly, his, his reputation in the playoffs kind of exceeds how he's actually performed, uh, over the last few, two, three years. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, you know, Minnesota, I'm not sure if they can get past Calgary either. Like if I'm St. Louis, I'm saying, yeah, finishing that first wild card spots, probably, a realistic path to the Western conference finals for us. Because to your point, I don't know if anybody wants it gets Colorado. Yeah. I don't think anyone wants Colorado for sure, but it, it would take a decent amount. I know there's only a one point difference right now, but Minnesota has three games in hand on Nashville uh, and St. Louis has two. So some losing would have to be done for either of them to drop out down to the, the wild card one spot. But I do not feel great about anyone in the central matching up against Colorado. Even Minnesota with Flurry, like you mentioned, don't know if that really moves the needle enough for them to be a good matchup. Yeah. So yeah. are you are you really just picking through uh who do you want to beat if you're Colorado this year, or do you think there are some some tougher matchups for them? I think, like, honestly, for me, I think if you're the Avs, you'd rather play one of Nashville or Dallas. Not that I think that you can't, like, I, I, I fully agree with you, Ruto. Like, looking at the Central, I think the Avs are pretty clearly better than, than any of those four other teams that are in the picture. But, you know, the thing with St. Louis, oh, they're going to bruise you. They're going to beat you up. They're going to make they're you not, feel though. it. They don't play that way anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, like defensively, yeah. they're weaker than they've ever been, and they added Nick. Hey, they Letty. just added Nick Letty, all right. Like they added, they added Nick Letty to a yeah. defense that was already softer than we're accustomed to. And like, I'm not trying to like bag on Nick Letty here, but he's just not who he was. Like yeah. he just he got he got old. He got old and not very good. <laughs> Yeah. So I I just um, St. Louis like really like they their offense is pretty good, and that's a series where you have to play really disciplined. You don't put them on the man advantage and beat them straight up at even strength. If you do that, you won't have a ton of problems. Well, with the and what do they do in net? Are they really going to play Billy Huso over Jordan Bennington? Or do they just give they give it to Bennington and just have a really, really, really short leash with them? Because they're only in a playoff picture because of Billy Huso. Who would have thought that that contract would have become a problem? Who saw that coming other than everyone but the Blues? And, uh, like, I understand St. Louis is a significantly different team, but this is also a team that the Avs swept in the playoffs last year. Yeah, well, so, I've, right. and a Blues team that take Brandon Saad off of Colorado and put him on St. Louis and add David Perron back in. Remember, David Perron didn't play in the series. Yeah, I understand it's different, but yeah. certainly a team that the Avs do understand and know how to handle to a certain extent. Um, <sighs> Nashville and Dallas, to me, are pretty easy first round opponents for Colorado. I don't think they have I, the high end talent, but I'm not worried about Nashville one bit okay. because Nashville, Nashville has to play too similarly to Colorado to be successful and where they're better. Yeah. Their big, their big guns have to have to lead them and Colorado's big guns are just better. Yeah. Even, even if, and, and as a side note, can Avs fans please stop acting like Roman Yossi doesn't belong in the Norris conversation? The guy is unbelievable. He's having an insane year. I know that it's largely driven by a 10-game stretch that he's had recently where he just went absolutely bananas. But, like, can we I mean, stop with this? The 
dude absolutely deserves to finish second in the Norris vote. I I just every time I see somebody talk about Roman Yossi, you see an abs fan roll in from some corner of the internet, like the Kale McCarr disrespect signal went up and was like, <laughs> Roman Yossi doesn't belong in the same conversation as Kale McCarr. And it's like Roman Yossi has had an insane season. Stop. Bro, on, he's on a, TDS hundred percent in that conversation. On TDSP just now, Peter Baugh said that. Victor Hedman's probably still the best defenseman on on earth, and people were like ready to come through the screen. And it's like the dude is crazy good. Yep. Like <laughs> I don't know how you can be mad saying that Kale McCarr is in the conversation with Victor Hedman. Like, like, like there's very good defensemen in this league. It's not just Kale McCarr, although he is very good. Yeah, I mean Kale McCarr is obviously. <laughs> So anyway, I'm not worried about that because, <laughs> because so this that, is not their, a Kale McCarr show. That I mean, top end, like that top end is what drives their bus and the the Colorado's top end is just gonna be better. And it's funny because their matchups this year have been meaningless. Because yep. you get you get the one game that was decided by a phantom too many men on the ice. Yep. You get the other game. The that game. Colorado played with 15 and a half people. Yeah. Uh, and several of them were AHL. Like Jordan Gross takes three penalties in that game. <laughs> had almost as many pims as ice time in a game that they had to play a third of with five defensemen anyway. So like their, yeah. their regular season matchups with Nashville have not meant anything so far. Well, so, so, and then here's the other thing is I've seen, even just in this chat, a handful of people talk about, oh, well, Jake Ottinger has been really good against the Avs, UC Stars. These are very good goaltenders who can play really good games. It's part of why the NHL playoffs are so interesting because you play a seven-game series. Yeah. We all saw what happened. Darcy Kemper, who has had a really good year with the Avs, everyone was excited about, partially because everyone saw what he did against the Avs a couple years ago. That is the same thing where you had a very good goaltender who was white hot, who had just stolen a five game series for Arizona. Like, right. Um, And, and, you know, he played really well in those first couple games, but if, if the abs, part of me thinks that this is kind of what happened to St. Louis last year, right? Like the abs came out, punched them in the mouth and, when you suddenly are chasing this abs team, whether it be within a game or in a series, it is really, really, really hard to play against them. The way that you've seen teams try to play the abs and you know what people talk about Vegas was, Oh, they slowed it down. Oh, they got physical. Oh, you know, whatever, whatever. It's just, it's hard to do that when you're chasing and you're trying to make up ground when you're actively just trying to keep the abs from scoring it's hard to score yourself. Their defense is improved. It's it's deeper. You've got goaltending that maybe you feel a little bit better about. It is going to be very hard for any goalie to steal a series from the Avs if they are that outmatched, like you're kind of like we're talking about here with Nashville, with Dallas, where you know, I, I just don't know if those rosters match up. I don't know how much of a difference those goalies will be able to make, even if they play. Well, on the higher yeah, end. It's a question of, am I worried about UC Soros getting hot? No. Because, <laughs> because I... Have we watched Darcy Kemper for the last several months? Barring a major turn in his play. And, like, how he goes will be a huge part of the Darcy Kemper story. Like, him being great in the regular season. Awesome. The part- but how he goes in the postseason will be the Darcy Kemper story. And I'm just not that concerned about Darcy Kemper right now. He may be the one thing on the entire team that I'm like, dude's sick. He's locked in. He's ready to fuck. Let's just let it happen. It's the, 
the problem with that conversation is you can replace UC Saros with literally the name of any goaltender and say, yeah. are you worried about this guy getting hot against the Avs? Right, right. Aren't like, you worried about Jake Ottinger stealing yeah. another game? Like, Jake Ottinger stole a game in Denver. If if the Avs play that way against Dallas in a seven-game series, I'm not worried about them winning the series. Right. I, I think it'll be over in four or five games. So, so like, I'm just, I'm just not because I have – full confidence in the other end of that. Are they going to be able to outplay the abs enough and still beat Darcy Kemper enough times? Like the abs, the abs played a C game last night against a desperate Canucks team. It was zero, zero, the third and Darcy Kemper gave up two goals. Yep. One of which was on an elite shot and the other is on a two on one. Yep. Both off of turnovers. Yeah, well, I mean, how they happen, but I'm just saying, like, it wasn't like Darcy Kemper. It wasn't like either one of those goals were just like freebies that he just gave them. They right. like Brock Besser makes an unbelievable shot that no goalie is stopping, well, yeah. and the other one is just a two on one where you're just like, hey, he makes the initial save and he doesn't get any help. So I'm I'm fully I'm fully confident in Darcy Kemper being just as good as any goaltender that rolls into town. Yep. Yeah. Okay. On that note, we are brought to you by <laughs> Athletic Greens. I know, Jesse, is it you that drinks it or is it Hannah that drinks it mostly? She drinks most of it, but I uh, <clears throat> I have followed her lead. Because, like, look, here's the thing. Like, when you have your, like, your partner is doing all these, like, because, like, she started this whole like challenge and she's walking every day and reading a book and like her athletic greens are part of it. Like I just like I'm eating a cinnamon roll and she's drinking her athletic greens. I'm like, all right, well I can't feel like a total piece of shit. So yeah, like bring it on over. And that was how it got me started on it. Uh, so yeah, she drinks more than me, but dude, I, I like them again. We're all team. No coffee. Uh, it's a, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice little boost in the morning. There you go. And it's better so. tasting than coffee. I'd like to imagine Jesse just pours out a thing of athletic greens in his backyard and is like, yep, this is Hannah's portion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For for you real human beings out there, though, that does have 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. So be sure to to get that. So be sure to get in on it. Uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to get your order in today. Take control of your health, especially with flu season going on right around now. It's a great thing for your immune system. You can get in there and uh, feel better about your day when it comes to Athletic Greens, especially when you have to do things like B Blaze's birthday yesterday. So, got picked me up this morning a little bit. Uh, also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get a eight different kinds on tap down at the DNVR bar. You can also get them at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find them at a liquor store near you. Uh, they do the two for a brew promotion. It's been a little bit since the Abs have scored two in the first period. I think they have once in the past week or two. But it'll come again, and you'll get yourself some free beers. So jump on it. Go over to breckbrew.com. Check out their two-for-a-brew promotion to get yourself free beer, which is the best kind of beer from Breckenridge Brewery. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I know we're mostly looking at this through an Avs lens, but right now, maybe the only interesting playoff race in the entire league is for the second wild card spot in the West. Now it's possible we could see someone catch a team like Edmonton at the back back of the, the top three of the Pacific, but you're, you're looking at at least a certainly three team race for the second wild card wild card between Dallas, Vegas and Winnipeg. And you can probably even throw Vancouver in there. Yeah, I, I mean, Vancouver's three points out. I know that there are games in hand considerations, but like, they're three points out. I think, I think for right now, it's fair to say Vancouver's part of that. I, I think if Vancouver loses that game last night, <clears throat> you can probably say they're out of it, but they stayed alive. Um, got a game in hand on Vegas. Other than that, everyone else kind of has the advantage on them, but 
yeah, you know, three points. You can talk yourself Doable, into it for sure. Yeah. And, and look, the main reason this conversation has gotten so interesting is Vegas has more or less imploded over the past month or so with, and some of this is certainly just, they've had really tough injury luck. Some of this is they're They're down. They're down to their third and fourth goaltenders because Brassois is no longer even the backup anymore. As of today, it's now Logan Thompson and Yuri Patera in that. And like Logan Thompson is a dude that I think he was AHL goalie of the year last year. And <clears throat> he's a dude that I actually really, I think, has a bright future. And having watched a handful of these games, it's obvious that that future just isn't now. He's just not quite ready for the show. And even if he's, even if he was like ready to be in the NHL, it's one thing to be ready to be in the NHL, and it's another to be the starting goaltender every single night on a team that absolutely has to win because it's in a it has playoff. Expectations, break. yeah. Like, it's just, it, it's like, he has not gotten the luxury of how most young goalies get thrown into the league where you get the backup job and you kind of work your way into it. And instead, it's, he's thrown right into the fire and good luck, dude. And he's folding. And, like, the team in front of him is folding. Like, the, the I, feel, I feel bad, though, because... I watched that that loss to the Jets the other day. They outshot them seventeen to four in the first period. They didn't give up a shot against till five minutes were remaining in that period, and they should have scored multiple goals. Like Hellebuck, they got goalied by Hellebuck, and they just they don't have the runway anymore to right. get away with get, stuff like that. Goals. Yeah, they have so, to so, win those games, and yeah, their finishing ability on their and their forward core is problematic. They've got nothing on defense outside of Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore. Like they've got nothing there anymore. They are they are in deep trouble. So I'll say let's let's pause. Did you include Edmonton in this wild card race? No, I'm, I'm having them in the third spot in the Pacific. They could drop out for sure. Yeah, I'll say. I mean, they're 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 in there a little bit, but 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 I want to talk about Vegas for just a <clears> second because AJ, I saw you. I think it was yesterday that you tweeted this. I've been fairly confident for the last month and a half that they would eventually figure it out and Mm -hmm. get back on track. And yeah, probably a wild card spot, but they'll get in. Like you said, man, they, everyone around them has games in hand and you know, they're on the outside and the math for them now doesn't really add up the fate. Their fate is completely out of their hands. I don't know if they're going to get in anymore. It's, like, I, well, I don't feel confident. Look, yes, they've had significant injury issues. I think everyone knows that. They've still lost 12 of their last 18, and a significant portion of those two teams like Arizona to teams like I I don't even know. They've lost them to some good teams too, but you've yeah, seen the, them. <laughs> that's a quarter of the season, though. Yeah. yeah right. But, 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 so, but here's my thing, man. Like, in the last – month where it's gone really bad for them. Like they have had bad injury luck, really bad injury luck. It's been brutal, 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 no doubt. But it's not like they haven't had top flight elite players in the lineup and just using the really things went to hell for them. When Jack Eichel got healthy, Jack Eichel has returned and they've just fallen apart. Does this not have the slightest bit of Matt Duchesne trade vibes to it where the big name arrives in town and things just crumble around him? Like it, it is just the parallels are a little weird. And, Um, and like, the self-absorbed star is not the personality to try and help lift everybody up yeah. around. Right. And, and now like Buffalo, like there's Buffalo still really bad, but like they've had kind of an exciting couple weeks. Like they beat Eichel. They won in the outdoor game. They put together, I think a two or three game win streak. Um, Peyton Krebs is playing well. Alex Tuck is like being completely embraced by the entire city of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, a point for right. And, and so it's just, it's, it's just, a, it's just a little interesting, but you know, like, they've had top flight players in the lineup 
And I go back to anecdotal evidence. I'm aware, but the bubble for the abs, <clears throat> they get down three, one in a second round playoff series against a team that eventually went on to the Stanley cup finals. And they found a way to scratch out two games and push a third one to overtime. Like, with with eight regulars missing, including both goalies. So, like, it is just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you have the injury problems, but this does go back a little bit to what I think, uh, AJ, you brought up a couple of weeks ago on one of the shows of, like, this franchise has never dealt with adversity. Things have broken their way, may, again, with the exception of the Game 7 penalty call where then they again kind of collapsed in the face of adversity just don't give up four goals in five minutes bud right right. and and even then though like even then you remember that because they tied the game in the final minute yeah yeah the six on they tied that game and then like we're talking statistically the team that ties the game to go into overtime typically wins it Yep. And they they rolled in and got beat by Barclay Goodrow going wide on them. Like, yeah. what the sh- Like, they still blew. They were determined to blow that game. And so, like, you do just, you are starting to step back a little bit and be like, you know, this team is maybe just kind of crumbling again in the face of adversity. And there's been so much movement in that locker room over the last couple of years. There's been so many new faces brought in. The only remaining members from that original misfit, you know, uh, you know, Island of misfit toys team is what they even refer to as the misfit line, which has dropped off a lot. You know, William Carlson isn't scoring the way he's not scoring 40 goals again, which we all knew would happen. And it's just, you've messed with the leadership leadership core over and over again, you keep bringing in, it might be one of those things where it's like, you've got, you've got too, too many chiefs, you know, there's too many big names. Who's the leaders there? Is it Jack Eichel, former captain? Is it Alex Petrangelo, former captain? Is it Mark Stone, current captain? Is it Max Pacioretty, former captain? Like these are all guys that had huge, huge roles with their teams. They were the guy, the voice. And now they're just being told like, Oh yeah, go in there. And Oh, by the way, we already had somewhat of a leadership core established. I think this is just, they they messed with it too much and they're dealing with adversity and no one knows who should speak up. It, it does feel like a new position for that franchise. I agree with you there. It doesn't feel like something they've really experienced before. I do have to ask, do you guys think Vegas makes it, or do you think they miss? I think they miss. I I, I think at this the goaltending and the the games in hand problem are just two things that don't appear to be. I think those are just a bridge too far, man. And they, you know, they've been shut out four times in the last month. Um, it was one thing when they got shut out in back to back games by Calgary uh, and and Colorado, Colorado. Yep. but. <clears throat> then they give up. They they had a stretch where they only scored two goals against Ottawa, one goal against Philadelphia, and then one goal against Buffalo. Okay, and then they turn around and they get shut out in back to back games by Minnesota and Winnipeg. Like I'm not on that train anymore. Well, and, and look, I don't want to. I don't want to fully rehash the Dodonov stuff. Um, yeah, the da- and and what did now he has to play for you. And you think you're going to get a motivated hockey player after that? Yeah. Would you be? And, and Hell dude, to the nah. I would be 100% preserving my health. Yep. I would be making business decisions on every single shift. <laughs> dude, seriously. And, and the larger scope of that is there's now been a few instances of this Vegas management team really kind of giving the middle finger to players. I mean – Marc-Andre Fleury, the face of their franchise. Maybe the most popular guy in the sports scene in Nevada. And they traded him for nothing. And he found out on Twitter. Yeah. Like on Nate Schmidt the year before who was. Thank you. I knew there was another popular. Yeah. Insanely popular in that locker room. And 
moved him. Openly said he wanted to stay. Unceremoniously and just dumped him. Uh, Because they, remember, they they got Petrangelo and then they were not cap compliant. And so they had to do something. And so he just, his name just dangled out there in the weeds for a day or two. And like he was just in no man's land. Yeah. And then he gets, and then he gets dumped to Vancouver and it was just like, Man, you just treated like a really, really popular dude. And and like it's one thing to be popular with a fan base. It's another entirely to be popular with your team. In the room. Yeah. And be treated that way. Because now you've got three examples of them treating players really not very well. And if they'll do it to a guy of Flurry's caliber, come on. Right. Do it to anybody. Yeah. Well, like, come on. This, Why would you there's... ever feel like you're gonna be different? Right. And, and, you know, they've signed a lot of big name free agents over the last couple of years and it's Vegas. Right. And, and everyone's aware of the atmosphere and all that stuff in Vegas. And I think there's a lot of reasons why, you know, players have signed there over the last couple of years, but I don't, I, you, I mean, like you seriously may be working your way out of being a destination because why would you want to go there and, and risk having everything uprooted at the drop of a hat? And then the other part of this is I keep hearing people say, oh, well, maybe a team like Arizona will come and trade for Dodonov if he's not on, if they're, they aren't on his list. And like, let's say Arizona is on his list. I know Dodonov doesn't, or Dadonov, however you want to pronounce it, doesn't have a ton of say in that. But talk about screwing a guy over. Like, I, I really don't know how you bounce back from that from just like an optic standpoint. If you go through this whole thing with, with Dodonov and then trade him to a team that he's not allowed to play for until next year, just to try to get out of your cap troubles. It's just, this is part of the reason why and I know people argued that what they did with stone and the LTIR is fully allowed. And I get that, but this right here is exactly why it felt so gross from the moment it happens because they acquired a player they couldn't afford knowing that the only way they kept everyone together was to do something with LTIR and now they're in a position where it completely has bit them in the ass. 100% made their own bet on this one. Yeah. Yeah. And like the injuries, it's like, look, for the on ice thing, man, like the injuries are totally legit. Like this is a train wreck. Uh, that like they've had very little control over the injury part of this. Uh, they got a little cute though, and it really does like I, it really does feel karmic. Yeah, it, and you just knew like sports are cyclical. Puck nobody, lie, nobody lives like this. And and you know the funny thing about Vegas is that it, it, and, and, like, the idea that ABS fans, and bringing this back to our topic today, that ABS fans are like, oh, I don't want to play that. And I'm like, please, please, like, if Vegas is going to make it, please let them get that spot and let it be Colorado Vegas. Yeah. Because I think it could have the same kind of exorcism effect that beating Columbus did. You remember, remember in the bubble? Yeah. When Tampa, Tampa. Bay and Columbus played yeah. that five-overtime game? Yep. And it was like... Why can't these guys handle the Columbus Blue Jackets? Yeah. And they beat them, and they have not looked back since. Yeah. And I think it could have the exact same kind of effect for Colorado. But also, I just want to watch that, that fan base suffer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's a that's a team that's a team that legitimately should have had three Cup Finals appearances in its first four years. Yep. Because they blew, they blow a series against Montreal. They blow a series against Dallas. They were the more talented team in each of those. And like flaming out in the conference finals is like, oh, life is hard, right? But like, are you for real? They should have won both of those series. And the fact that they, and they could, who knows what happens in the cup finals, right? Like Vegas, Tampa Bay could have been sick last year. Could have been an actual series instead of the, you know, the walkthrough that it ended up being for, for the Lightning. But, uh, God, in both years, both Lightning championships. Jesus, make it easier for them. Why don't you? Uh, but, like, they could – they could, it could have that kind of an exorcism effect on Colorado where they're like, 
All right, we got through these dudes. We we got through them. Now we're we have Nashville or Minnesota or St. Louis in round two. Like let's go blow the doors off these guys and not look back. Yeah, and I think I, I I think it'd be I think that would be a lot of fun just to get just to get it. Like pick the number one team that you're afraid of in this wild card race. That's the team that I want them to play. There you go. I like the answer. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to bet on it, if you're a believer in Vegas, they're plus 220 to make the playoffs right now. Really? Are we doing, doing DraftKings right now? Are we talking bets? Yeah. yeah. Because I, I don't know if you've been following along the Slack channel, the company Slack today. Not but really. uh, the hunt for 69 is on. If you go on DraftKings and you look at the over-under totals for the Rockies win total, I think it's at 68 and a half. Got to get it up uh, by one. You got to mash that over, son. <laughs> you got to mash that over. And so the hunt for 69 is officially on. Go Rockies. There you go. I'm heading there right now. About to get the nicest season. Uh, and, anyway. and, and then when they get to 69 in like the first week of September, then I don't know what we cheer for. But <laughs> the hunt for 69, that's where we at. Go get in on that. If you need a little bit of extra cash, you can sign up with a new account and use code DNBR when you do. But $5 on any March Madness game. If you pick the correct winner of that game, you get $200 in free bets, which you can go do 69 nice things with if you so desire. Uh, jump on it. Go join DraftKings today with that DNVR code. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, our party bus sponsor, Avaca TV. You can jump over there when you're not riding the party bus down to Ball Arena to watch a game in person. Just 25 bucks a month here in the Denver metro area to watch on your TV without having to jump through all the hoops. You just have altitude. You turn on your TV. It's right there. Just like watching used to be before all this Comcast nonsense. Super easy. Super reliable. They also have AT&T Sports Network, so you can watch the Rockies get 69 wins. Uh, and some national channels, too. So go check out Avaca TV today if you haven't. It's a cheaper option than Direct TV or anything like that. And like I said, it actually has altitude on my Comcast. So great way to watch Avs games. Uh, go get in on it. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by that DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, who are you taking to make the wild card spot then it seems like both of you are out on vegas getting it is it is it dallas's to lose at this point yeah that's my answer okay. yeah i think J- it's, just with I, the I games in hand yeah um just because you've got some weird voodoo shit where they just they rip off a great 10 games and then they're mediocre yep uh and they fall back to earth and it's just like just you just don't want any piece of them during their little mini buzzsaw phase and then catch them on the down, and you're you're golden. Eat them alive. But they just they're they're just I don't get Dallas at all. They don't make sense to me. Um, I'm not taking. Help the no, I'm not taking. Selfishly, please the Jets. Jets Colorado <laughs> in, in round one, so I can cover the games up here just fine, and I can be here, and my passport can get here, my new passport can get here. And I can have the most awkward living situation where Z and I just don't speak to each other for a week. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm physically still here. Uh, and then Colorado sweeps them and we can start talking again and I can go home. <laughs> Not in a body bag. So, like, selfishly, please, Jets. But uh, I watch most of their games these days. I don't think they've got the goods. Yeah. Uh, Defensively, they're just not they're just not good enough. They don't play within a structure. I don't think they're very well coached. Um their puck management is fucking horrible. They are brutal with the puck in their own self. It's just so casual all the time. Just a, like a team wide laissez faire approach to puck management. 
and I just I don't think they've got the goods. They don't play with a nearly enough urgency. And I know that they're they're in this thing, but I'm I'm don't think the Jets have it. And I don't for the record, I don't think the Canucks do either. All this talk of like they won their Stanley Cup last night. We do if, if either of you looked at anything Vancouver media related today. I knew better than to do that. Dude. Oh, dude. You should have dude. heard him last night in the press box. This is it was two games in a row. Edmonton and Vancouver, where their media was talking about the game. What a game. This is oh my god, this is an outstanding game. It's like, bro, this game sucks. Like, <laughs> is this really what a dope game looks like to you guys? Like, holy I thought, fuck. Parts I thought parts of the Edmonton game were sick. And a lot of fun, but yeah. like the, the, just, the second period. I raced the whole second period. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like I liked that game. The game last night was balls. Yeah, that game sucked. <laughs> it was balls. It was so, not interesting or fun to watch. Uh, I was uh, I'm, I'm sitting next to Ryan Bolding now, uh, in the in the press box. Mm-hmm. Old old friend of ours. Uh, now with NHL.com. But so we get to the start of the second intermission, and and you know he's got a much stricter deadline than we do. <laughs> and he's sitting there and he goes, I don't know what to write. My pieces are yeah. supposed to be event-based and nothing, nothing has <laughs> happened. Yeah, <laughs> There hasn't been like a crazy, like Darcy Kemmer giving that puck away and then having to make that diving save. Like, and it was a nice diving save. Like that was like that. And then Kale McCarr just completely wasting Quinn Hughes yep. on, that, on that reverse. Those were like the most notable things that Name, happened after 40 minutes. Nothing came of it. Like, right, yeah. right. And it's like, yeah, that game last night was uh, not a banger. Definitely yeah. not a banger. I don't even have words for it because that's that's what it's yeah. about. So anyway, they've treated last night like their Stanley Cup. Like they're like, oh, my God, the Canucks have turned the corner. They're for real now. This is what's up. Uh this oh their attitude they showed they showed so much heart and character and blah 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 and it's like okay sure. like let's see let's let's see if that keeps up though for the next seventeen games and then if they can do it again in the first round against the same team yep like let's let's see how this goes um, I'm I'm really iffy on Vancouver yeah I I, I just think I just think Dallas is like the team. That I don't want to say makes me nervous, but like I just they're they're in the best position. I think that they're they're the most complete of those teams that are competing. They're the most experienced, so they're comfortable. They've been they've been fighting for playoff positions for years now. Like yeah. the this wild card race is exactly where they eat, so they're perfectly comfortable. Um, and I and I just, just I think that they are good enough to get there. Well, and, and the I don't know if they're doing anything talking, if they get there, though. Right. The teams that we're talking about is trying to get into this last playoff spot, regardless of, you know, them playing the abs or not. They're all flawed teams in their own way. So you basically step back and you say, okay, well, which ones have the fewest flaws? And I know people are going to roll their eyes, but one of the things that you said there, AJ, is, part of the reason why I also give it to the stars, the experience they have done this exact yeah. thing. This core has done this several times. They're getting good enough goaltending from Jake Ottinger. Um, I, I just, and there isn't the expectation like, like Vegas, you watch those games and it's almost starting to become like desperation in a bad way where they're doing stuff. And it's like, that's not you playing for your life. That's just you playing dumb. And I, Dallas, I mean, they've never had to in the regular season before. Right. And, and Dallas, I think, just is is used to being in a situation like this where, hey, you know, we're just trying to get in. And once we get in, who knows what happens? And I just I think they're going to be the ones who have the least kind of like uh, worry over the, the, the last three, four weeks here. Because it's like, eh. We'll get in. We have the games in hand. They just don't feel the pressure, and I. They shouldn't feel the pressure, and I. I, I just think that that experience, all that stuff, is going to factor in. Yeah, I. 
I mean, Dallas made their decision, right, when they decided not to trade anybody when they extended Pavelski. They said, hey, look, we're going for this. We think we can make it. And they've been – it hasn't been a, the easiest road for them either, but they also have the most direct path to the wild card spot, whereas uh, if I'm being honest with you, I think it's a, it's a pretty far cry for Vancouver to even be in the conversation. Yeah, they'd have to go on a tear here. Uh, yeah. Uh, Winnipeg, eh, look, as we said earlier in the show, they have a goaltender where it's like, you know, if he gets hot, anything can happen. Yeah, to have more faith in Hellebuck doing that than, than some of the other goaltenders you're talking about here. But well, and, and then AJ here is but not this year. Here is the other thing, too, where I think you just kind of default have to give it to Dallas. They are the only team that controls their own destiny. If they win yeah. out, they are in. That's it's right. that simple. Right. If if all four of those teams, and obviously scheduling this not possible, but for, yeah. for the same, if all four of those teams won every game that they have between now and the end of the season, Dallas is in. I mean, they're probably all of them are in if they win out. But you're going to yeah. see Nashville yeah. get jumped. <laughs> but I I know but, what but you're yeah, yeah. Know what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which would be bananas if you had four teams all win out which can't even Vegas and Vancouver play each other like three times. So right, it's right. impossible. But. but yeah, you know, so I mean, all, all Dallas has to do, and this is a hilarious blanket statement. And I know that um, all Dallas has to do is win. They don't have to worry about what anyone else is doing. And to your point, Ruta, like they will get some scoreboard help on some nights. Yep. All they've got to do is win their own games. Yeah. It, I tweeted it out the other day that, those three or four games ago that it used to be Vegas was the team in that driver's seat and they played their way out of it where they now need help to make the playoffs. So sometimes you gotta, you gotta take advantage of your opportunities. And right now Dallas is the one with the opportunity. Yep. So I mean, we'll six, 16 games to go for Vegas. Yep. Like that's a, they're like points wise they're there, but it's not as big a runway as it sounds. Yeah. I mean, you lose two or three games in a row. They lose, If they lose to Nashville tonight, that runway <laughs> runs out real quick. You you win six games in a row, though, and, you know. Yeah, it, it, like it 100% it, could go the other way, too. Thing just totally looks different. Yep. That's why they play the games instead yeah. of just saying, all right, playoffs are decided now. Is there is there one team that you're – that you would want, like, is like, because I could talk myself into all kinds of different angles. Uh, you know, Dallas and Vegas have uh, like playoff redemption for Colorado. Um, Winnipeg, obviously, you know, it's the quietest week of my life. Um, and then Vancouver is like, I don't know, Kale McCarr gets to put one last nail in the coffin of the McCarr <laughs> conversation. Like, I don't, I, that's the only one that doesn't have a very interesting storyline. But, like, is there one, like, is there just a hockey series that you would really like to see between those teams? Any of those, like I, Colorado against any of them? I think all those teams are pretenders, if I'm being honest. But I, I would want the Dallas series. I, I think the Avs win that series in four or five. I think everyone goes, huh. Turns out, Avs Dallas isn't the same when they aren't playing a third string goaltender. And, and that's and that's mine because like, <clears throat> I, I think the Vegas series would be fun. To your point, AJ, of like the you get to overcome that. But like the, the Dallas bubble series, like that is one of my with all the history that the Avs have. That really is one of my like big what if moments. It's like if that if the abs are fully healthy in that series or even remotely closer to full health, how much different is that series? Are they able to get out of that round and probably set themselves up to go to the Stanley Cup finals? Um, and that's just one that I always felt gypped out of a bit. And I do have some of the late 90s, early 2000s abs stars like – just still in my brain. I'm so um, sick of losing to the stars of the playoffs dude, in my life. In, in seven games, I just like can we can we not do this once? Um, so like yeah, I, I I do think there is a little bit to the and 
Look, Colorado Vegas, we, we will get another crack at that. Like, as as a hockey community, like we will get that series again over the next couple of years. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty funny. They're gonna be all old and broken down, and Colorado will still be in their prime. <laughs> like there's like, the stars, I mean, will still be right. prime aged. But it's just like the the Dallas one, like there is just like a weird bit of can we get a real series between these two teams and not one where the teams with, have been sequestered for two asterisks. months? Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And 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 the abs are down both goalies and six <laughs> roster players. Yeah. It's like yeah. So the Dallas one, but honestly, man. If I'm the Avs, give me any of them. Yeah, I I think the whole West is pretenders if I'm the Avs. Oh, this year for sure. I really don't think any of those teams are any good. Yep. So, any, like, uh, on any given day, but like, I'm, right, of course, in a seven game series, man, I just I don't think any team stacks up. Yeah, especially because we haven't even seen. Like, and I cannot stress this enough. We have not seen a full power avalanche team yet for any stretch this season. Yep. For any stretch, we have not seen a 100% avalanche lineup for any stretch. Like, it's been like a game here, game there, little little pot here, little pot there. Not, not for one significant stretch of the season have we seen a fully healthy avalanche yep. lineup. And that's just like, Hoping, like, no offense to Ryan Murray, but, like, if he has to be the sacrificial injury to get out all the other guys healthy and to get them otherwise, like, ready to go in the postseason for game one, girl, please. Girl, <laughs> please. Can they win a game in three? Or can they win a series in three? Because that's what it's going to feel. I, I just can't shake the feeling that whoever their first-round opponent is, like Daryl Sutter's like it's gonna be a waste of eight days. It's gonna be a waste of like six days. <laughs> just don't show up to the arena for Game Four. I just if they seriously get if they seriously get the, all of the pieces back, you know, obviously that requires a little bit of luck. Landis, all the all the recovery times have to go well, and Bowen Byram has to decide he's ready to rock. If those things happen, man, watch out. <laughs> If they don't, if the team that if the if the roster that played last night is the one that plays in game one of the postseason, they're vulnerable. Sure, I think that's fair to say. Uh, yeah. Any other final thoughts, Jesse? Nope. Okay. I, yeah, oh, no, I one other it. thing. Nailed it. Uh, Megan has been working uh, really hard on a really great piece about life in the AHL during the trade deadline. Uh, it's done. It's ready to go. I'm going to post it as soon as the show is finished. So be sure to go and find that on the website. There you go. Go read the dopeness from Megan. Uh, We are going to get out of here for the day. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We appreciate all of you a ton. Be sure to like and subscribe here on YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, We are back tomorrow with the pregame, postgame, usual goodness for a game day. So be sure to tune in to all of that. And we will talk to you then. 